Welcome to the Motivational Medium Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Lord, a psychic medium, author, and the founder of the Motivational Medium Academy. On this podcast, we'll explore intriguing topics such as mediumship, psychic abilities, and the amazing idea that we all have intuition within us. Whether you're a believer, skeptic, or somewhere in between, get ready to unlock your extraordinary potential as we discover the supernatural world together. If you want your questions featured on the show, be sure to join my tribe by subscribing to my newsletter at amarylord.com. Let's go. Hey, lovely. Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to share something with you today. And a couple of weeks ago, I put on a post on my stories on Instagram and it was all to do with asking a question about being a medium. Now, I get asked lots and lots of questions about being a medium and what is a medium and what's the difference between psychic and being a medium. So I thought I'd share it with you all today and I'll share some of the questions that I got asked as well and give you some of the answers give you a little insight into what it is that I do. So when I go to my office of the morning, I set up. So if there's anyone listening who's got an, a spiritual practice, maybe this is similar to what you do. Or even you can take some of these tips if you've got an office. It doesn't matter if you're in a spiritual practice. But I always think you should cleanse your office or your office space, especially if you've got people coming in to see you in the office space. So what I do for morning is I come into my office, I light my incense and I smudge my office. And then I do a meditation and I do this beautiful meditation where I ask all the loved ones in spirit that are going to come and talk to me throughout the day, do that with love and only guidance for the people that I'm going to read for, only positive guidance. I actually say my prayers for morning and ask, please don't show me anything bad that's going to happen to these people or anyone that's connected to them. And I never, ever see that. Now, all mediums work different, and this is just how I work. But I would always suggest that you cleanse your office and you clear your space. Anyway, so that's what I do when I set myself up for the day. I also ask my loved ones in spirit if they're going to come and work with me. I ask my guides to come in and work with me. I have one guide that I work with predominantly, and, and she's called Rosa. And I also, if I ever get stuck with anything, I always count on my mum. I always ask my mum to come through and give me a bit of guidance. Anyway, so I wanted to share some of the questions that people ask me about being a medium. So one of the questions I've got and I've been asked is, what do you say to clients if you can see their own death and it's imminent? Now, this is something I would never, ever see. I've been doing this for a long time and many years, and I never, ever see this. And as I say to you, I pray every morning, please don't show me anything bad that's going to happen to these people. I only want to see things that enhance the life, hence the motivational medium. You know, I go into my bag of tools and I never know what people are coming to see me for. But I go into my bag of tools after I've said my prayers and I say, please, with my knowledge, can I give these people the guidance that they need and also their loved ones in spirit? So yeah, so that's that question. So I will never see anything bad that will happen to the person sitting in front of me or anyone that they care about. Sometimes I'll see things that might give them a little bit of a kick up the bum, as I call it. 
So I could see things like maybe they're on the wrong medication or I can see that the blood pressure's not doing too good and they mightn't be taking the medication. And then Spirit will show me, you know, they really need to be changing that medication or they really need to be taking the medication. Like I had a lady came to see me one time and I think it was a father-in-law, I can't remember now off the top of my head. But he kept saying to me, she just needs a little check up, you know. Uh, and I was like, okay. And as I say, I don't get nothing bad because I'm not in the in the industry of scaring the life out of people. That's not what it's all about. People pay to come and see me for guidance and for reassurance and for a little hello from their loved ones in spirit, you know. And a validation that there's life after we leave this mortal earth, if you like. Anyway. This lady came to see me and uh, her, I think it was a father-in-law and he was really adamant that, you know, that I said this. So I have to trust what I see and trust that it's in her best interest. So what I did was I just said to her, look, he keeps putting his hand on me tummy because that's one of my signs for in that area. Because I'm a nurse, spirit finds it really easy to communicate with me around health and around the human body because it's something that I'd studied for a long time because I was a nurse for over 30 years. So he kept putting his hand on his tummy, on my tummy, and he kept showing me the bowel area. So I said to her, you know, have you had any issues going on there? Because he's keeping putting his hand there. And she said, funny you should say that, yet I have. And I said, oh, well, maybe go and get it checked up. He's, he's talking about getting it checked up. Anyway, to cut a big long story short, she went and had it checked. There was an issue there that got dealt with really quickly and straight away, which in her words, she sent me a lovely email saying, you know, thank you. And it wasn't me, it was her loved one in spirit who'd done this. But she sent me a lovely email saying, thank you so much because of the message that I received that day. They were managed to catch this problem early so it didn't threaten her life. And she said, thank you, he saved me life. So, you know, Mediumship is not just about, and coming from an intuitive guidance reading, is not just about trivial things. It can be life-changing things that happen in the office. So yeah, so that was one of the things that happened and one of the questions. Another question that I got asked was, can you choose when to speak to spirit or do they come to you randomly? Now, this is interesting because Years ago, they used to just come randomly. I never had no control over it whatsoever. I could be sitting in a restaurant and next minute I would see someone's mum standing behind them. It was like, I remember one time I was in the dentist and I was having um, a filling done. So I had a nurse on one side with the, I call it the hoover, <laughs> the suction machine in my mouth. And on the other side, I had the dentist working away. And I'm not a very keen person of the dentist. My mum was always terrified of the dentist and I think it's rubbed off on me. So I was sitting in this chair and next minute I heard this voice and I had this vision in my head that I could see the lady standing who was doing the hoover and in my mouth. It was her dad. And, and I could hear him saying, tell her her finances is going to be okay. She's really, really worried about her finances. And I'm thinking busy over here you know for one how am I going to speak I've got someone's hands in one side of my mouth and then a hoover in the other side and I'm like I'm in the dentist chair terrified for my life bit dramatic there but you know and and he <laughs> spirit wants me to tell this lady that her finances was going to be all right 
And I just, in my head, I said, I don't think this is the right time to come through. Anyway, that set out a bit of a boundary journey for me. Because then I spoke to an older medium who'd been doing this a lot longer than I had. She'd been out the closet a lot longer than me, shall I say. And she said, how you control it and how you get them to have boundaries with you. She said, imagine having your house and all your windows and doors are open. Everyone would just come in and, you know, take what they want, do what they wanted and walk away. She said, well, you can have the same boundaries with spirit. You need to protect your house. So I asked her, you know, like, how do I do that? And she said, well, the first thing she said you did right was you never answered spirit and you never done it straight away what her dad asked. You know, so that's a way of saying this is my life, this bit here. I will work for you and I will serve you to the best of my ability. However, I do need time to myself. And this got me thinking, okay, because I was getting woken up in the night, I was seeing stuff around the house, I was, yeah, it was just constant, you know. When I was having drinks with friends or when I was out having meals with my husband, things like that. And I thought, this would be really good if I could close this down and open it up when I wanted, really. So predominantly, I would say about 85, 90% of the time I can control this. However, the other 15%, shall I say, or <laughs> 10%, you can't because you get some persistent spirits who are quite excited that you're going to see their loved ones. And I might be in the shower of a morning and they pop in. <laughs> so the answer to that question Yet they do come randomly. However, what I did is when I started to ask them, when they came to me in situations like in the dentist chair, I started asking them, please don't come to me when I'm doing this, but I, I will work for spirit when I'm working for spirit. So that's why I have that routine of setting up in my office, you know, smudging the office, spirit know then I'm starting to get ready. Then they know that when I sit down and do my meditation, I'm ready. Then when the person comes in to see me, I have a little routine that I go through with the person that's sitting in front of me so that they get the best out of the day and they get the best out of the readings and they totally understand how I work. And that way, it's like opening my door to spirit and I say, okay, you can come on in now. And that's how we, we do our day. So do they come randomly? Yet, still sometimes. However, I'm getting a lot better at controlling it. So that was a great question. So thank you whoever sent me that one. And then another question, what form do you get the messages? Do I hear voices? Do I see them? Or is it through thought? So in a quick answer, it's a combination of all. However, I predominantly see and feel. So it's like, imagine me saying to you, if you can imagine your car and straight away you get a picture of your car come into your head. That's one way I get my messages. And then if you ever drove off your drive or out of your drive or wherever you're going down the road and you've thought, did I close the carriage door or did I shut the front door? It drops in like a huge thought and it's a strong thought. It even makes you think, oh, wow, do I need to turn around and go and make sure the doors are shut? That's how these messages drop in. And also sometimes it's like, I call it like playing charades with spirit. Because they show me things, random things, and this is why I have a catalogue of stuff 
like I said about the nurse and things, the, the human body, they can show me stuff in the human body and I have to try and interpret what it is. So sometimes it's like playing charades with spirit. So it's a combination of all of the above. You know, do I hear? Yes. Do I see? Yes. Do I feel? Yes. Do I smell? Not personally, but do I smell things? Yes, sometimes. And it all depends which way they want to come to speak to you. But the predominant for me is I see and I feel and sometimes I hear. Yeah, so that's me. A combination of the clairs. And a clairs is something I'll talk about on another podcast. So you've got like clear audience, clear sentience, things like that. And I'll talk about that on another podcast. So what else did we get? How did you come to realize you had a gift? Was it over time? Well, do you call it a gift? I always remember that I could sense things, sense when people were happy, when they weren't happy. But I just thought that everybody could do that. It wasn't really till I decided, even though like I'd seen spirit and I'd seen different things growing up as a child, you know, I don't know whether you've read my book or on some of the podcasts that I've talked about. I used to see things, they were like spirals, like little energetic spirals within the air. And I used to see them when I was sick. And I remember my mum said that, oh, that's probably your temperature. You know, you'll hallucinate when you have a temperature. So that's what I put that down to. But one day I remember I was only about nine and I came down. We lived in an old house. It was about, our house is about 200 years old now. My dad still lives in it. And I remember coming down the stairs and I was getting ready to go to school. And my nan lived with us and she lived in the back parlor. We used to have a front room, living room, a back parlor and a kitchen that was at the back of the house. And I used to always go into the middle room where my nan was, the back parlor, to give her a kiss and give her a hug and go off to school. And this day I opened the door and instead of having, don't judge me on this, don't judge me nan on this, but it was the 70s. Instead of having this orange wallpaper that was in that room, it was a darker room and it just looked really strange. And there was a like, looked like a, a group of women or people sitting around this wooden box and in the wooden box was a child and I absolutely freaked out. I was hysterical. Um, my mum didn't know what was going on. You know, um, I was like, I can't tell anyone. I can't tell anyone. She's like, come on, you've got to go to school. You know, you're going to be all right. Now, I was brought up Catholic. So seeing stuff like that, you know, I couldn't really tell people that what I was seeing, I, I was scared of the repercussions of what it would have been judged as. Not that I really knew in them days. Anyway, I went off to school. I was so distraught. I was still distraught going to school. And I can still remember it now. And I'm a lot older than nine years of age. And uh, when I was in school, anyway, the teacher called mum and I, I ended up going home. And I couldn't still tell anybody what it was. I was so scared to go back into that back room. But obviously I did venture back into there. And my nan was there, which was a great relief. And I put that down over the years to being maybe I was I was dreaming or maybe I wasn't awake or maybe I'd had a bad nightmare, you know. I put it down to all stuff. But I always knew when things were going to happen, you know. Not all the time, but I'd sense stuff. Like me, me brother was seriously hurt in Paris 
and it was late at night and I woke up in the middle of the night and knew instinctively that something was wrong. I knew he was seriously hurt. So things like that, I used to always see. But when I decided to really look into this and really do this more and work with some really well-known mediums, do courses with them and things like that, um, who I'm forever grateful for, then I decided this just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I got more intuitive. I became more connected. So if you've got a, like people call it the gift, don't they? But if you've got a heightened intuition, then you can heighten it even more if you choose to. Yeah. So was I always like this? I would say, yeah. But did I develop it even more over time? Definitely. Okay. And then there's another one. Do you ever contact people if a spirit has reached out to you? Mm. Yes, I do. Now, this has happened a few times, and the last time was a message from my sister-in-law's sister who passed away. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and she was so adamant. Um, so I wrote it down. I saw it in my dreams. She had this lots and lots of stuff to tell me. I wrote it down, wrote it down, wrote it down, and then the next morning I passed it all on. And stuff that there was no way I would have known, they're in the UK, I'm over here. There was lots and lots of stuff and information that that I wouldn't have ever known. And yeah, I passed it all on today. So there's been the odd times when um, when I've been woken up in the night and, you know, she's been in my dreams and then I have to wake up in the middle of the night because I'm always terrified that I'll forget it. So I wake up and I write stuff down and then I write it down and then I'll contact them the next day and give them the information. And then this one here is, is there anything you would hide from someone? Hmm, good question. In short, the answer is no. However, I don't believe any reading should scare the life out of anybody. Yeah, so as I say to you, I ask, please don't show me anything bad. And 99.9% .9 of that time, I never ever see anything bad. Only a maybe a little tiny kick up the bum. But I do trust spirit and spirit know how I work. So if they show me something that is a little bit left to center, shall I say, then I know it will always be for that person who's sitting in front of me or one of their loved ones. It will always be for their higher self or their higher good. So I hope that makes sense. All right. So that was some questions. Oh, just the last one before we go. When we see each other, do you see spirit around me? No, not all the time. People think that I'm looking at them and I can see all their loved ones all around them. There's one thing that I remember Alison Dubois, I was watching an interview with Alison Dubois. If you remember, she was the medium. So that television program that it was all made, out, made about, it was her, she was called the medium. And she said, she was on an interview one time and this presenter said to her, how do you see people and then you don't see their loved ones for other people? So how do you see around people that their loved ones there? And then for some people you don't. And she said <laughs> in a really short, sharp answer, I have to care. Now, <laughs> I was a bit taken back by that because I was like, oh, I care about everybody. But we actually, we don't, do we? 
you know, we, we care about people, but she meant really care. And when I thought about this answer, I thought, you know what? She's actually right. Because when people come to see me and they sit in front of me, I care about what you're going to get out of this experience. I turn up 100%. I want the best for you. And I pray every morning that your loved ones come forward. Because even though I can't read for myself, I actually love when I get a message, whether it's in my dreams from my mum, you know, or whether I go to one of my friends who's mediums or a medium I've never even seen before and they talk about my mum. Now, I know there's a spirit world because I connect with them all the time. But when I get their messages, it's absolutely lovely. And that's what I want for the people sitting in front of me. I want them to have that lasting experience that they go away with. And I pray every day that that's what they get. And that's why I totally understood what she said. Do you see people around everybody? No. Why? Because I have to care. So when I show up, I care about you. It's not that I don't care about people in the supermarket. It's I show up and I care. And that's what she meant. So by bringing that energetic energy of your like of love, then that's what makes you care. I'm sure it is. That's what gives you that connection. And that will also give you the connection with the loved ones in spirit too. So there's some questions that I got asked as a medium. I hope you got something out of that because I, I love what I do. It's not just who I am. I'm so many more things than just, you know, a psychic, a medium, uh, an intuitive coach. But I bring everything to these readings and I show up and I care. Now, just before I leave yeah, there was a question that was sent in by a lady called Janet. Now, you know, I ask you all to jump on my website and send me an email questioning and I'll put it on the list and hopefully we'll get to read it out one day. So Janet sent me a message. She said, what will next year bring for my income? I have secure employment, but I'm trying my hand at different things. I enjoy them all. Do I continue this way or focus on one? Well, what I got from that was, I always say to people, you know, variety is the spice of life, yeah? So think about it this way. If you're enjoying the job that you're in and it's a secure income, that's why you're there. You're there for the secure income. You wouldn't be trying anything else. Like I try different things in my business, but I wouldn't try different jobs. I love what I do, okay? So there must be something there that is not fitting you quite right. I do get that you're going to stay there for a little while, however, but I would say keep going and keep trying different things until you feel like this other thing is the thing that's coming up for you, okay? I get early next year, you're going to change. So yeah, so keep going, keep trying different things, but I do feel, and I feel nothing, no detriment around your income either, so that isn't bothering me, so that's a good thing. So yeah, so early next year, I do feel you'll, you'll see the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Keep going, variety is the spice of life and yeah, enjoy the journey. But I do get that you're not in the right job at the moment. So keep looking for something different, all right? And I feel like you'll find it at the beginning of next year. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. And I was so happy that you came and joined me today. 
Take care, guys, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye, lovely. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this show. It's important to know that while I'm here to inspire, encourage, and guide you, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a doctor. Join me again in two weeks for more captivating revelations on the supernatural. Remember to be in with a chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Subscribe to my newsletter at amrylord.com. Stay in the tribe to vibe. I appreciate you guys. See you next time.